BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application. Hi, everyone. My name is Jack Rico, and welcome to episode 149 of the Highly Relevant Podcast, the show about how Latinx pop culture is reshaping mainstream entertainment. Tú también eres una flor delicada que a veces esconde. Los Rivera Destino, a young Puerto Rican band who are driving a new wave of modern boleros in Latin music. They've already collaborated with the likes of Bad Bunny and Pedro Capó. We discuss why they believe boleros are having a renaissance, the story behind how they collaborated with Bad Bunny, and whether they are pro-statehood or self-determination. But before I talk with Los Rivera Destino, it's time I give you my weekly review of what's happening in Latinx pop culture in a segment I like to call... Jacked in. Let's begin with the top movie, TV, and music news of the week. In the Heights will be the opening film of the 2021 Tribeca Film Festival. Univision has officially merged its company with Mexico's Televisa to create one global media brand called Televisa Univision. Netflix has unveiled three new Spanish series, including a documentary on Instagram star Georgina Rodriguez. Selena Gomez and Jennifer Lopez are joining forces to help inspire confidence in COVID-19 vaccines. Jessica Alba's Honest Company files for an IPO. Karen Olivo not returning to Broadway's Moulin Rouge in protest over industry silence on toxic producer Scott Rudin. Season 2 of Netflix's Luis Miguel the series is out now, and Jennifer Lopez and Alex Rodriguez have officially confirmed they will no longer be a pair. And in tech and social media news, iVoox has launched the first native podcast advertising marketplace in Spanish. It's been revealed that Apple Music pays a penny per music stream. Reuters will create a paywall and start charging you to read its online news stories. Spotify and Warner Music are going to be making podcasts together. Twitter reportedly wants to buy Clubhouse for $4 billion. And Clubhouse rolls out payments to over 60,000 creators following an initial test. Let's begin talking about the new song that you guys have. It's called Castigo with Pedro Capo. And the first thing I'm curious about is what exactly is this song about? Uh, this song is about dancing. Like we, <laughs> the two genres that we are playing in this song is the bolero. And they're both generous and famously because of the dance that we do when we hear that song. So we try to like unite those songs, those genres. And the theme of the song was dancing because that's what 
we do when we hear that music. So exactly how did that collaboration come together? Did Pedro reach out to you guys the way Benito reached out to you guys? Or did you reach out to Pedro? Or was this a record label thing where the agent said, hey, Pedro, Pedro, ¿tú qué estás haciendo el jueves? Y ustedes, los Rivera, ¿qué están haciendo ustedes el jueves a las dos? Okay, vamos a unirlos aquí los dos y hacer una canción. How did it come out? We, we met at a, at a party. We yeah. started like a little friendship with Pedro, and we already had that song, and we knew that his voice was perfect for the song. And mm. also, he's famous because of, of a reggaeton. Vamos pa la playa, pa curarte el alma, cierra la pantalla. Calma is has a couple of, of the characteristics yeah. of, and, <laughs> of the reggaeton and, and the and bolero he, tradition, the bolero legacy that he has because he's a capo. Yeah, so like it's, it's very important. You guys have a new album, and this new album's coming out very soon. Tell us a little bit about it. Like, what's the name of the album? What's the objective of the album? What are the themes that you guys are trying to say? It's our first album ever. It's We've been eight years um, doing music, and this is our first time actually doing an album. So it's a, it's a different kind of uh, experience for us. But what we're trying to do, I think, is it's just we're doing what, what we've, we've been doing for the past eight years, which is trying to do whatever feels that it's new for us so like the experience with los liberatinos is that we try to experiment with any type of music and bolero is one of them right but we do try to experiment with um, urban music or rock or punk music so i think that Whatever comes to mind and, and, and whatever feels like uh, is the, the way that we should go, that's what, what, what we're going to do. And I think the album has a little bit of, uh, of everything. How many tracks? What are we looking at? I think it's like 12 or 13, maybe 14. Okay, so it's a full-length album. We know that. Uh, is it going to be all boleros? Is it going to be a fusion of boleros and many things? What are we looking at? No, uh, there's, there is boleros, like pure boleros, that there are... Uh, fusion boleros, but there are a lot of other things like uh, more on the trap kind of uh, oh wow rock, eh, a lot of uh, reggaeton. There's like uh, more like uh, como que se llama Tony este eh, cumbia. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of bit of, uh, of everything. Who are you trying to reach with this new album? Is this a commercial album that you guys just want to reach everybody? Um, because you know that maybe just Boleros exclusively isn't being played on the radio. You know, we're not living back in the 40s anymore. Obviously, all the young Latinos, all they want is reggaeton. So if you don't give them reggaeton, how commercially successful can you ask to be? So is there going to be fusion? Who is this album for? It's uh, obviously we are trying to reach a bigger audience as always, but we since we started making music like we just try to imagine an idea like we try to maybe it's a joke or something and then we think about the genre that it fits better mm. with the, the joke so fernando just tell you that there's reggaeton trap rock but it's because it was the best vehicle yeah. to tell the joke or the story of the song we're not making 
Like it's not gonna sound like a uh, traditional reggaeton or like uh -huh. what you hear on the radio. It's 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 in our style. But uh, yeah, and actually we want the the new generation. Uh, uh, we want them to listen more than reggaeton. We like reggaeton. We love reggaeton. And we this song has uh, reggaeton. The the album has uh, dembow or tumpa tumpa. Mm -hmm. But we we love when when we hear uh, like. Gen Z is listening bolero or listening to uh, merengue, listening to cumbia, because uh, it's more cool. It's the fusion. It's the future. So that's kind of what we want right. to do with the album too. Fernando, what is the attraction of boleros to the band, and why do you think that it's reemerged? Uh, with this new generation, which, by the way, I, I like to call the retro generation. They all seem to be revisiting the last 40, 50 decades of America. And we're just going through the recycling of this now in the Latino version. And Boleros just seems to be. But why are we that nostalgic, Fernando, that we need the old as opposed to just thinking about the present and the future? I think that at least for us. Bolero is a way to connect with our family members, uh, especially our grandparents. You know, the, for, me, for in my case, my grandparent, uh, my grandfather, he used to listen to Bolero, and he used to tell me that Bolero couldn't die. That there was no way that it could die. Me voy, ya me voy. It really touched me, you know, it was something that it was a really strong way of, of he, him trying to give to me, a new generation, what he had and what he thought it was was pure, right? I think there is something really important when you when you think about how the new generations are listening to music. And I think when when it comes to streaming, You think about people, uh, you know, it's it's so accessible to to reconnect with a lot of type of music that was lost in time. And I think that for us, it's a way to connect with our past, with our heritage, with our grandparents, with our family members. And I think it's 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 wholesome. It's it's pure. And I think it's something that maybe it could fade away, but it cannot die. And I think that when it comes to us, Boleros, it, it, it had a real deep connection with people when we did table day. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that was just like, we have something here, so we cannot just let this go. And when we try to do it now, we try to do it our way and our style. And I think our grandparents, even if they perish, I think they would be happy and, and, and uh, orgulloso de nosotros. Carlos, you guys were in Rolling Stone magazine, you know, <laughs> with Bad Bunny there. And it's it, it was like, wait a minute, Bad Bunny decided to do two things he had never really done before. And he did it with Los Rivera Destino. One is to actually drop the Bad Bunny name and be mm -hmm. called by Benito Martinez, which is what? No artist. I mean, when was the last time you heard Prince drop the name for a band? Right? Yeah. So that's pretty insane for the biggest star on the planet to drop his name, uh, his stage name, to give his real name to you guys. And then secondly, to sing boleros with you guys. So how did that whole thing come to be? Explain to us the, 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 the origin story of Bad Bunny and you on a collaboration of Flor. Well, we were talking about the jokes and what, it, what genre fits better for the jokes. 
I think that's the reason why he dropped the name in the first place. Like, I remember we were talking about the song in in a restaurant, and he like started giving us the the traditional names of the trio boleros, like Los Conde, Los Hispano, and a singer, like a solo singer in that in that time, was doing like a, a album in collaboration with a trio. It would be like Danny Rivera and Los Hispanos, <laughs> or Keo Feliciano with, and and he like he likes that idea, and that's why it became like Benito Martinez and Los Rivera de Pino. It was like a collaboration of a solo artist with a trio. Yeah. That's what we were trying to do, and and I think for the sake of the joke, he dropped the name. Antonio, what do you think was the attraction, the appeal of Bad Bunny of Benito to work with you guys? I think this, that is a, uh, a connection within, between us. When uh, we dropped the, the bolero, Te Bote Cover. Bebe, yo te boté. Te di banda y bebe, yo te solté. Mal carajo, te mandé y usted se fue. De mi vida te boté. Bebe, yo te boté. Uh, he sent a message to us that, cabrones, I feel the connection. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, uh, he told us. And we too, yeah, we we born the same year. Uh, maybe we we see the same uh, TV. Yeah, uh, well, here in, in Puerto Rico. So we we know we have the same background. Yeah. Like, and he is very funny too. You know, uh, we are. We hang out and he, he loves to no we have a podcast and he wants to have a radio show one he's no I, I don't want a podcast I want a radio show <laughs> like we we didn't talk about music yeah for a lot of times that we met like it was we talked other hobbies that we all like yeah we we, we have one hour talking about, we have one hour talking about wrestling yeah. wrestling oh of course yeah. he was just at WrestleMania right now yeah yeah but it's a connection between us and. We actually send message to each other, and he's very he's very cool with us, and we're like friends. Changing topics, I know you guys are from Puerto Rico, and Puerto Rico's been going through such hell for the last uh, several years, just with Mother Nature alone. Now there's talk about statehood, guys. Carlos, can you talk a little bit about how the youth right now in Puerto Rico is feeling about statehood? Should they do statehood? Should they not do statehood? And then Fernando, right after that, I want to ask you a little bit about how music has also changed in the last two, three years in Puerto Rico and where do you think it's headed to? Carlos, we'll begin with you. Where do you lie in terms of the voice for youth in Puerto Rico, statehood or not? No, we we believe statehood is not the it's not the best answer for us. We have a culture, a very strong culture. We are Latin Americans. We speak Spanish. I think it's more important for Washington DC to have the, the statehood right now than Puerto Rico. Uh, we feel that we are a country uh, apart uh, from the United States. We have a relationship, uh, colonial uh, relationship with uh, the United States that we want to end that. That's a fact. But from uh, our personal side, we believe that we are a country with cultural uh, differences and uh, we want to be a, a part of the world uh, like uh, uh, our Dominican brothers, or like yeah, like, like the rest of the world. No, and we, we we can have a good relationship yeah. with 
with the U.S. and I, I think there's no problem with that. Like, actually, there's a big community of Puerto Ricans in in the U.S. and we love them. Like, and we have them as part of us too. But like in the country itself, I think we deserve a better treatment. And 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 I think the youth is actually like yeah. starting to realize that mm. in the last few years. So. Very interesting. Fernando, speaking about youth music, how has that changed from the last three, four years? We're starting to notice that even reggaeton uh, is is also changing by Bad Bunny working out with boleros and by him doing some 80 synth and by him doing many different other types of genres. What is the future of music in Puerto Rico right now? It's really important to, to understand that Puerto Rico is the world's most you know exporter of reggaeton and latin urban music i think it's there is an industry and i think puerto ricans know this and we are trying to capitalize on this knowledge that we understand that we have an industry we have uh following people from around the world see puerto rico as you know the place to go to listen to to reggaeton now Puerto Rico, there is a lot of people, a lot of kids that are great musicians, and there is enough of education, uh, music education. I think it's starting to grow in the sense that I think that a lot of kids now see music as an opportunity. And I'm not only saying reggaeton wise, I'm just saying, you know, every type of genre. And um, I think there should be a lot of incentivizing, you know, in schools of music, and it has to, it has to get better. And I think that that's the mentality and i think when when you see you know people like anuel like bad bunny experimenting with other genres i think that's the opportunity that that we could try to do a lot of topic uh, of music and i think it's a it's a really good thing and uh puerto rico i think is going to become like the capital of of latin music and uh, i think that's what we're thriving for Bueno, um, the name of the song is called Castigo with Pedro Capó. It's out this week. Carlos Fernando Antonio Los Rivera Destino, thank you very much for being on the Highly Relevant Podcast. Take it easy, guys. Thank you. And before I wrap up here, here are three Latin tracks you might want to add to your playlist this weekend. Pero si alguien me pregunta si te quise Nada más sabré decirte te adoré Lo hice, te dejé Daniel, me estás matando Interpretar mis cicatrices Mi silencio explica tal Muero por ti, Noah Pino Palo y Clubs. Eso que me das, Juan Pablo Vega y este man.
And that's it for episode 149 of the Highly Relevant Podcast. I'd like to thank Los Rivera Destino for coming on the show. And if you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review if you feel value in what we do. Also, we have a new podcast about race and pop culture called Brown and Black with Mike Sargent and me. It's available on all podcast platforms. I'm Jack Rico. See you next week on another episode of Highly Relevant. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Listening to your favorite podcast? That's smart. Earning your degree online from Southern New Hampshire University? That's really smart. With 24-7 access to coursework, no set class times, and dedicated student support, you can go to school when and where it works for you. Low online tuition means you can even do it for less. And dedicated student support means we'll be with you from day one to graduation and beyond. Join a community of learners just like you. Go to snhu.edu today to start your free application.